Thanks so much for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and help you grow deeper in your faith. Well, hey, so great to have you as a part of our service today. And I'm really excited for the word that I'm going to be bringing today. So let's pray and we'll dive into what God has for us. So Father, we thank you that the Bible is full of incredible stories of faith, incredible stories of people stepping out, believing that you're going to do something in their lives and in the lives of the people around them. And so we pray as we unpack some of these stories today, we pray that you'll inspire us to how it is that you may be inviting us to respond to you. And we pray that you would strengthen our faith and encourage those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I absolutely love stories. I love all kinds of stories, movies, books, TV shows. I love stories that encapsulate what it means to live and what it means to be a human. And as I first became a Christian, I heard stories of people that had incredible faith. Stories of missionaries who went to dangerous places despite not being likely to return home. Stories of people trusting God with what they had and seeing God take them further than they ever thought possible. And there's a story that's always stuck with me, and it's the story of this guy right here. A Christian missionary named Jim Elliott who in 1956 travelled alongside four other men to a remote tribe in the Ecuadorian rainforest. And they went with the intention of making contact with this tribe and telling them about Jesus. Now, unfortunately, after a few months of exchanging gifts with the people who lived there, these men were killed on a beach where they had established a camp. Now, even though they were killed, the the people living there at the time were amazed by the level of faith that these men had and the absoluteness in which they lived their lives with this mission. And what ended up happening was several years later, Jim's widow Elizabeth and one of the sisters of the men returned to the Ecuadorian rainforest as missionaries to live among the people there And what happened was this eventually led to many people choosing to follow Jesus, including some of those that were involved in the killing of her husband, Jim. And so what had happened is these men lived their life with such incredible faith that not only did it amaze the people who lived there, but it inspired Elizabeth and others to go and share the gospel there. You see, friends, both stories are amazing. The story of Jim going into the remote jungle to share the gospel with the people there and ultimately giving his life for that message. But even more so for Elizabeth, risking everything, knowing full well what happened to her husband there and going all the same. Now, friends, that is some amazing faith. And those are some amazing stories. Now, we may have heard different stories of people that have stood out to us in our own life. 
Maybe it's the story of someone you know personally or a story you've heard from someone else. And what happens in these stories, they seem to be about people who have absolutely unshakable faith. No matter what happens or what comes along, they seem to have a never-ending confidence that God is in control, regardless of whatever life throws at them. And maybe it's the faith of someone dealing with difficult circumstances that you've heard, like an illness or the loss of a loved one, and choosing to press into their faith in Jesus. And so as we start today, I want you to take a moment right now to think, who's someone in your life that has amazing faith and why? And what I'd love you to do is I'd love you to share in a comment in the chat so that we can all be encouraged by it. So who's someone in your own life that has amazing faith and why? And I'd love for you to share it with us so we can all be encouraged. Now, when it comes to our faith, I wonder if you've ever thought, what does Jesus find amazing? For Jesus, is amazing faith about obedience? Is it about knowing all the right things? Is it about living those things out? Friends, have you ever wondered what Jesus would find amazing? And so today I've titled my message, Jesus was amazed at their faith. And just for a bit of context, there's only two times in the Bible where it states that Jesus was amazed at something. And in both instances, it related to faith. And the first time appears in Mark 6, when Jesus is teaching in his hometown, and he's amazed at the lack of faith of the people there. And the second time is in Matthew and Luke, where we see a centurion asking for his servant to be healed. And the Bible says that Jesus was amazed at the great faith of this man. And so those are the stories that we're going to look at and compare today. And here's the lessons that I want us to look at. The lessons we're going to look at is that an amazing lack of faith, what happens is that you don't see what beyond what's in front of you. And what that results in is it results in Jesus being unable to work there and your faith becomes an amazing lack of faith. Whereas with an amazing great faith, you spend time with people that have amazing faith and you learn to remove the limits that you've put on Jesus. This results in Jesus being able to work in new and incredible ways, and your faith becomes amazing, great faith. And so with both of those in mind, let's unpack these stories, and let's see how our response to Jesus can prevent or lead to amazing faith. And to set the scene for this first story, in the chapter before this, Jesus has just restored a demon-possessed man to normal. He's raised a dead girl and he's healed a sick woman. So he's already done some incredible things. And now what happens in this story is he's back to his hometown teaching the people there in the synagogue. 
And here's what it says in Mark chapter 6. It says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He, being Jesus, could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. And so friends, that's the first story. The first story is about this, an amazing lack of faith. And so as we saw, Jesus is back in his hometown teaching and the people who hear him are amazed That is, until they start to focus on what's in front of them. They start doubting Jesus, going, wait a second, isn't that that tradie that lives down the road from me? Who does this guy think he is? And see, friends, the problem was that they couldn't see beyond what was in front of them. Maybe they thought God should be using someone else for these amazing things. Maybe they doubted that God could use someone like Jesus. Maybe they didn't think things like that were even possible. And the problem that Jesus faced is that in verse 5, it says that Jesus could not do any miracles there. Their lack of faith resulted in Jesus being unable to do anything. And friends, if we're honest, we can do the same things at times. Sometimes we fall into the trap of doubting the way that God uses certain people. Sometimes it could be someone else. For example, like that guy, really? God picked that guy. He's using that guy. Only about a year ago, that guy was X, Y, Z. Right? Sometimes we can respond like that. But sometimes we can respond that way when it comes to ourselves. We doubt whether God could really use us in a situation. For example, God, surely there's someone better suited, better equipped, better qualified for this task than me. God, what about that person? Their faith's amazing. Go after them. Don't choose me for this. I can't do this. Pick someone else. Or maybe sometimes we struggle to see what is in front of us and see beyond it. Maybe the situation seems hopeless. And maybe you feel that way currently as Sydney is in a lockdown. Maybe you struggle to see beyond the lockdown and see what Jesus might be wanting to do next. Maybe there's health problems for yourself or a loved one. Maybe there's financial instability or debt and you're struggling to see beyond those circumstances. Maybe there's relational breakdowns in your family or your friendships and you're struggling to see beyond 
those circumstances. Whatever it is, what can happen is we get so surrounded by these problems that we struggle to see beyond into what Jesus wants to do in our lives and the lives of the people around us. And the problem with being unable to see beyond, of course, is that Jesus is unable to do anything through us or in us. And friends, if that's you right now, I want to say don't worry because there's hope around the corner. And I just want to say that up front, that there's no judgment if that's where you feel you're at right now because we're all there from time to time throughout our lives. But the promise is that there's hope around the corner and you don't have to stay in that place. So friends, what's the lesson for us here in this first story? Well, what was the response of the people? See, the people couldn't see beyond what was in front of them. The result of that was that Jesus could not work there and their faith became an amazing lack of faith. And friends, that's the thing, is that Jesus is wanting to work in our circumstances. Jesus is wanting to help us to see beyond what we're currently in to see what could be. If only we could see beyond and allow him to work in our current circumstances. Well, friends, as I said, if that's where you're at right now, I want to say yet again, don't worry. You do not have to stay there. And Jesus is wanting to show us a new way where we can see beyond what's in front and have amazing faith for the potential of what could be. And so let's go from our first story into our second story of amazing faith. And to set the scene for this story, Jesus had just finished his famous message to his followers called the Sermon on the Mount. He was just passing through a town called Capernaum. And the word must have gotten out because there was a Roman centurion that approaches him. Now, this was pretty strange because centurions were Roman officers who were in charge of a hundred soldiers. And it was very unlikely and bizarre even to find one hanging out with Jewish leaders. And a centurion typically wouldn't have even believed in the God of Israel, who was the God of the Jewish people. And so let's unpack the story in this second passage. Here's what it says. It says in Matthew chapter 8, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. 
When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And so friends, as mentioned earlier, a centurion coming to Jesus, who was seen as a great Jewish leader and teacher, was not normal. Now, for him to have come to Jesus, he would have had to have known people who knew Jesus, and he would have had to heard amazing stories about what Jesus had done. Friends, without that prior knowledge, he wouldn't have even known to go to Jesus. And in this story, we see that the centurion, as a leader, understood authority. And he had heard stories about Jesus that he spoke and he worked and he did miracles with God's authority. And as he saw Jesus as someone with authority, he knew that just a word from him would be enough to heal his servant. He had such respect for Jesus that he felt that he was undeserving to have him even come under his roof. Now, it's important to note that this was not what Jesus had usually done. Most stories of Jesus would have revolved around him speaking or touching the person who was being healed. And here we see that the centurion said, That's not necessary, Jesus. Just speak and my servant will be healed. That's amazing, right? The faith of this centurion in this moment. Jesus, just one word from you. You don't even have to come. Just one word and my servant will be healed. Well, friends, this is a different kind of faith than the people that we saw in the first story. And so what's the difference here? Well, the difference, I believe, is that there's two important factors in this second story. The first factor is that the centurion spent time with people who had amazing faith, and he heard stories of amazing faith. And what happened is that what he believed shifted. And I think that that's something that we all need in our lives. We all need to be surrounded by people with amazing faith who share stories of what God is doing in their lives that helps to shift our faith from what is to what could be. These people could be pastors. They could be mentors or friends. They could be parents or grandparents or bosses or authors. And so I want to ask friends, who is someone like that in your own life? And I asked that question at the beginning of who's someone in your own life that has amazing faith? Well, maybe, friends, now, while Sydney is in lockdown, is the time to reach out, to send a message to that person, and to remind yourself of the stories that they've told you. That's the first thing. The second factor is that the centurion did not place a limit on Jesus. And friends, how often in our own lives do we place limits on what Jesus can do in our lives and the lives of the people around us? Whether we think 
it's too big for us, or Jesus has bigger things to deal with, or the situation's hopeless, or we've tried time and time and time again and nothing's changed. Or maybe we feel like we've asked for help much too late. Well, friends, what we can learn here is that when we're surrounded by people with amazing faith, suddenly those limitations become removed and we shift our mindset from what is to what could be. And the result in this story is that Jesus says in verse 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Friends, what if that's what Jesus is wanting to say to each of us today? When we say, Jesus, shift this situation in our own lives, Jesus is going, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. When we're going, Jesus, bring healing to this area of my life. What if Jesus is going, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Or when we go, Jesus, provide everything my family needs right now. We need you. Go, let it be done just as you believed. Friends, what if that's the message that Jesus is saying to us today? How amazing would that be? And so friends, what's the lesson for us here in this second story? Well, the lesson is this, that the people right? The centurion spent time with people with amazing faith. And what happened is this led to him removing his limits on what Jesus was able to do. The result was that Jesus was able to work in a new way beyond what he had done before. And the faith is described as amazing, great faith. So friends, that's what we learn from that second story. And to take a recap at what we've looked at, the difference between an amazing lack of faith, what happens is we don't see beyond our circumstances. We don't see beyond what is in front of us. It results in Jesus being unable to work there. And our faith becomes an amazing lack of faith. But on the flip side, with amazing great faith, we spend time with people with amazing faith. And what happens is we learn to remove the limits that we put on Jesus and what Jesus is able to do in our lives and the people around us. And because of that, it results in Jesus working in new ways. And then what happens is our faith becomes amazing, great faith that not only inspires us, but as we share it with others, it inspires others towards amazing, great faith. And so now for all of us, I want to give us the opportunity to consider what kind of faith we have right now. And like I said at the beginning... If you've been wrestling with a lack of faith in your own life, there's absolutely no judgment, friends. We all struggle with this. 
But today is an opportunity where Jesus is going, it doesn't have to stay that way. I want to take you from where you are and I want to help develop an amazing, great faith within you. And friends, the first step to moving towards amazing faith is choosing to follow Jesus. To see beyond where our lives are right now and to see the invitation that Jesus extends to every single one of us. And so if you've never chosen to follow Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And what happens is that starts with a very simple prayer that I'm going to pray and I invite you to repeat it after me. And it goes like this. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for when I've chosen to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Well, friends, if you just prayed that for the first time, I just want to encourage you that this is not an amazing, great faith that you have to pursue on your own. And we want to support you. We want to share stories of what God is doing in our life so that we can all be encouraged to pursue Jesus for the rest of our lives. And so I encourage you, if you, if you prayed that for the first time, let us know in the chat. Click the request prayer button so one of our team can pray with you because we'd love to get you connected and we'd love to support you on this journey of following Jesus. And now for the rest of us, for all of us actually, I want us to consider this question. If I look at this list on the board, which faith do I currently have? Am I in this amazing lack of faith column or an amazing great faith column and then what's one thing that you could do differently now if you're in this amazing lack of faith column what you might need to do is you might need to reach out to someone and spend time with people with amazing faith and hear stories of what God has been doing in their lives so that it encourages you to see beyond your circumstances or maybe You need to get out your phone or your journal or whatever it is and you need to write down some of the areas where you feel like you're placing a limit on what Jesus can do. Maybe those are the steps that you need to take. And if you feel like at the moment you actually have amazing, great faith, well, maybe what you can do is you can share those stories with people. Share it with your life group. Share it with the people in your life, your family, your friends, your colleagues, the people that you interact with on a weekly basis. And maybe you share these amazing, great faith stories with them so that they can be encouraged and so they can hear what Jesus is doing in your life. Maybe that's what your next step could look like. And so I want you to take 30 seconds to think about that question. Which faith do I currently have and what's one thing I could do differently? Take 30 seconds to think about that. Friends, as we wrap up today, I want you to imagine if we all chose to live our lives with amazing faith. 
How much more could Jesus do in our lives and in the lives of the people around us? When we share those stories of amazing faith, how it could inspire others towards seeing beyond their circumstances and seeing what is become what could be. Imagine if that's what happened. Imagine if amazing, great faith started to stir within our church, within our families, within our community. And so I encourage you to act on what you wrote down, what you've just reflected on then. And let us know. Let us know in the chat so we can be praying for you. If you'd like prayer, you can click the request prayer button and one of our team would love to pray with you and support you as you strive to live out an amazing, great faith in your life. And so I want to thank you. I hope that this has encouraged you and inspired you to live out an amazing, great faith. And thanks for being part of our service. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations. And we'd love to help you get connected. My name is Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church. And it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to support you, help you get connected and find out how you can take your next steps. So why don't you head to lifegate.org.au slash online and we'd love to find out more about you and how we can serve you as a church. Thanks for checking out this message and we'll catch you soon.